Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, follow me at Cartoon Therapy. Um, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you want to be on my show, this is a call and advice show where I give people unprofessional advice. <laughs> Actually, it's like a, it's like a, a, anonymous therapy, right? That's what this call is. It's definitely anonymous therapy. Um but I don't just listen to people's problems and give them advice. I actually listen to people talk about their secret lives, their interesting lives, like any of that kind of stuff. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, if you could write a review, did I say that? And subscribe to my show? Yeah. Uh, today I'm on a guy named Lee. And like I said, I definitely gave him some therapy. He's got a really fucking interesting story. And it, there's a lot of stuff in this podcast. It's a lot. It's like starts, it, there's like shit that went down when he was younger that he repressed and then he remembered it. And there was like rape involved with guys and he's bisexual and he lives a secret life that his wife doesn't know about and he's into cross-dressing and he's got issues with a lot of stuff, but he's been in a lot of therapy and he's come a long way. And that's what I, I like stories like that because it's not like he's just stuck in this problem. He's resolved a lot of things. Um, and he's definitely at a point where he wants to sort of, uh, be all of who he is, uh, that cross-dressing and that bisexual side of him. He wants to sort of come into his own and, and be one with that because that's like a secret thing and he doesn't live that out. Um, and so for right now, he lives it out just online secretly behind his wife's back <laughs> and he's doing what other guys have done on my show recently. It's become like the new thing where he's given his, uh, email outs for guys. He likes to, uh, he doesn't meet guys in person. He doesn't do that behind his wife's back. What he does is he plays online on cam and online and talking to people and shit. And uh, he's looking for men, women, couples, anyone that's looking. He's into cross-dressing. He's into guys. He's into couples watching. He's into all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that after listening to him, you could send him an email. Um, and his email is hubby, the number two, and then the letter A, B-B-W at Yahoo. So that's H-U-B-B-Y-2. 
a b b w at yahoo i'm telling you i said this on the podcast with him like this is becoming like the craigslist because of like whatever because like craigslist doesn't exist anymore but like now people are like hooking up through my show i never thought of it as a a way to do stuff like as a place for that um but it is a good idea people are getting tons of emails from these shout outs and people are connecting and it's like keeping some people away from like actually going out and living it in real life and like cheating on their wives so you know, maybe it's a good thing. So like I said, uh, his email will be in the intro. He also gives it at the end and I just gave it to you. So if you're interested, email him. But for now, sit back, relax and listen to his story. His name is Lee. I'll be right back on with Lee. Do you have a story, lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly? And be on the show. Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Lee. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. So you sent me, I think, in all of the history of me doing my show and all the emails that I've gotten over the four years, I think you sent me the longest effing email I ever got in my life about your story. And I didn't read it because I was like, I personally, I like to get on the call and not know anything, right? Because if I know everything that I'm like acting when I'm asking questions, I just like to just sort of wing it. Less information is better, right? So I don't really know much, even though you gave me all of your info right so you're gonna have to like start at the beginning i know that a couple things about you because we spoke a little earlier but why don't you get into the whole story about why you're calling in because i know that it's mixed there's a lot of secret life stuff going on that maybe you need a little bit of advice there's like a double life going on right like yeah no there's there's a lot of stuff going on so (laughs) right um so to start yeah um i am I'm married. I'm just, you know, your regular guy, um, you know, even church going guy, but that's what um, people think you're very regular, right? (laughs) Right. But, uh, no, in reality, um, you know, I have, uh, a secret that, uh, you know, I've been carrying with me and very few people know, um, a couple counselors that I've seen, uh, you know, in recent years, and then just random people um, that I become friends with online. So I am uh, bisexual, mm-hmm. and I am also a uh, crossdresser. And neither um, one of those things your wife knows. No. Well, the crossdressing maybe, and I'll get to it. Okay. Um, it, it gets a little uh, tricky, but you know, just to you know, to give you um, a little bit of a background. Um, you know, I, I, re- I have recollections as a kid, um, you know, looking at, you know, boys clothes and being like, oh, you know, those are cool tennis shoes, you know, a cool, you know, sports jersey. But I would also look at, you know, girls and women's shoes and stuff like, oh, I like that skirt. I like those sandals. And, you know, that was always with me. Um, and then, you know, I went through some crap as a as a young kid and I was 
sexually abused by older kids and stuff that I forgot for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, but, mm-hmm. but as a teenager, um, you know, I moved uh, right at the beginning of middle school. So that was tough. And, you know, your hormones are, you know, coming out through my ears and I'm, you know, horny all the time and I would get online and, you know, look at porn and stuff. And sometimes I would find myself um, looking at gay porn or going into gay chat rooms Mm -hmm. and then I would get off and then I would feel like super ashamed uh, and all that. And because we had moved to a much smaller city, it's a lot safer than where I lived. My parents started leaving me alone a lot, so I would stay alone, and then I started raiding my mom's closet and trying on different clothes. But that always came came out with a lot of shame afterwards. Um, Let me ask you, you this. Know, when you did the clothes, yeah. like, was it a sexual thing, too? Like, did you jerk off while you were wearing your clothes? Like, is, Or were you just trying it on, and then when you were, were done, you felt guilty about it? Um, I, I would do both. Okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there were times that it would be, you know, a a sexual thing but there are times that it was you know i would just try it on and you know walk around the house mm-hmm. um you know and and at the time um i was confused with my sexuality right because yeah i would be attracted to you know guy on guy porn mm-hmm. uh you know i would fantasize about uh men i fantasize about women but i could never see myself and to this day i still cannot see myself romantically with a man, mm-hmm. only with a woman. Mm-hmm. But my family, especially on my dad's side of the family, there's a bunch of bigot assholes in there. And, you know, I had the fear of being gay and then being, uh, you know, disowned or whatever. Of course, right. So How old are you, by the way? I am 36. Okay. And so, oh yeah, I left something out. I am actually, I'm not American. I'm I was born and raised uh, somewhere in South America. Oh, and um, that's when you moved? You mean, did you move like to another country when you were in high school or did you move here when you were little? No, I moved I moved here to the U.S. to go to college. Oh, so okay. All, so this is when you moved, you were it, still in South America. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. So um, it's even worse so, over there, right? The whole machismo yes. thing and like, right? I mean, c- compared to the U.S. Yes, big time. You know, mm-hmm. it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, hearing all sorts of, you know, homophobic slurs and For all sure, sorts yeah. of shit mm-hmm. that, you know, looking back, you know, I'm like, holy crap. No, that was bad. But, um, you know, kind of fast forward to uh, right as I'm about to come to the U.S. Uh, about 18 years ago. Man, I'm old. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I started dating a girl um, that... At first, I was like, hey, you know, this could be good. And he was long distance. Um, at the time, I was, you know, uh, I was carrying a lot of hidden scars that I did not realize were there. All, um, that, all and the molesting so, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did not know, um, you know, that anybody would actually be interested in me or much less love me. So this girl gave me some attention. She was cute. Mm-hmm. And so... I was in a long distance relationship with her. Um, and I was with her. Um, you know, I would only see her really be with her four months out of the year whenever it was a 
school break here in the U.S. Let I'll me ask you back. a quick question, though, because yeah. you're 18 at this point, right? We jumped ahead. Did you lose your virginity with either men or women before this point, or was this the first time you started to like actually have sex with somebody? So technically, I lost my virginity with two older boys when I was, you know, six when I was uh, when you were raped, right? And all that. But no, I mean, like, because uh, we're going to get to that, right? Because I want to know, like, when you sort you realize that, right? Because at this point, you're 18. You don't know, like, all this stuff is repressed, right? You didn't that those memories. You didn't have them yet, right? Right. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lost my virginity at 19 mm-hmm. to this girl uh, who was also, you know, a virgin. Right. But before so, that, you hadn't like uh, w- you hadn't fooled around with guys, right? You hadn't sort of went there as well either, right? Not, neither girls nor guys. You hadn't like purposely fooled around with someone, right? No, no, okay. I had not. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I joked that I had no game at the time, right? Uh, and well, like and you said, you had a lot of baggage. Like you had to when that kind of stuff ha- happens to you, and it even and it's repressed. Like it comes out in a lot of ways, and one of them is like you have very low self esteem. You know, and yep. uh, so you know it would make sense that you would be, and that shit comes out especially when you're in relationships with other people. You know what I mean? Like that's where yep. that kind of thing is uh, the spotlight. It, it brings it up. You know, right? So you're with that girl. You lose your virginity to her. You have a long distance relationship with her, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, started seeing some signs of it becoming an abusive relationship from her side. Mm -hmm. Um, She would say things like, no, we don't have to, you know, talk to each other uh, every day or even every other day. We're going to have time to miss each other. You know, just like. I was super attached and if she was at first and then she started kind of pulling away. And, oh yeah. That fucking dance. Yeah. And you probably, she, that's what you, that's like what your thing, right? I, I, that's probably what you chose, you know, on some level, that's a dysfunctional relationship that happens between, yes, you know, dysfunctional people. I was you and, in the relationship. I know your side and I was also her like, you know, and sometimes you could flip, right? Like you could be both yeah. people. But so in this situation, you were running towards her and she was running away. Yeah, and, you know, she would say flat out, um, I'm PMSing, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be a bitch to you. Just deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had all sorts of things like that. And, you know, when I was away from her, I would look at porn, you know, I would jerk off to straight porn, gay porn, you know, orgies, gangbangs, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one time, one night I was with her uh, and... I don't remember what we were watching and I think it was something like, you know, law and order, something along those lines that uh, they were talking about kids that were, you know, sexually abused and all that. Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, like her and I are watching TV late at night under the covers and I'm watching that. And then all shit came out. No like, way. I'm like, what I'm you like, just whole... like, you started remembering things. Uh huh. Like wow. right next to her, and she's and like, "What did it come to you?" I, I'm just curious about this because I've heard, I know a lot about repression. You know, it's like it's. I feel like there's a lot of people walking around that feel like, "Oh, there probably something happened to me," but I don't know what it is. And I, it's, I've never yet. I don't feel like ever, and I've read about it, but I've spoken to somebody that actually had those memories come back. Either they have them or they're repressed, but I've never really spoke with them where they actually came back. But I know that that happened. So you're, so something triggered in you, and then it was it like you saw it in your mind's eye. 
Yeah, uh, yes. And and I had one small memory mm-hmm. um, of it. And I don't know if I can say it because it happened when I was a kid. So you tell me if I can say it or not. Of course you can. Why couldn't you say um, it? Yeah. I, I, I've been going through counseling for so long now. Yeah. That I can talk about all my shit. Okay. Um, so four years before that, I had a recollection of being at this preschool and it was someone's birthday party or something. Mm-hmm. And there were like these two older boys. And I remember being in the main room of the place. It was kind of like a house. They converted to a school. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, uh, you know, walking around a little bit, kind of, you know, upset. I knew that I was upset. And I remember one of the boys coming over to me. And all that I remember was my penis sticking out of my zipper and this boy licking his finger, then licking the head of my penis, then licking his finger, just doing that over and over. That's all I remembered. Okay. So when that came back, I was like, holy crap, this was the aftermath, you know, because I didn't, it all came back. So what, like actual, like everything that was going on with those boys and all that stuff that they were doing. Oh my God, that's hardcore. Did you talk about it with her? Like, cause it, or did you keep it in your head? Like, what did you do? So he came out, uh, you know, she's like, are you okay? Cause I started, um, I started sweating. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started getting a little shaky. She's like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. So I told her, um, you know, and it came out more like I was vomiting the worst because it all came out all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember the look in her face was like uh, kind of like feeling sorry, but at the same time, like, I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> you know, she didn't say it. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, she was definitely, uh, you know, feeling that way. Okay. Um, so, you know, that happened. Um, our relationship just, you know, kept getting worse. Uh, our sex was not good. Um, you know, she was super vanilla. Uh, to give an idea, she would only give me a blowjob with a condom on. Um, oh, wow. She might have been. And, a, that's a little weird. Yeah. I always think, and, like, you know, someone's a hooker that does that, like, because that's, like, what hookers do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, like, a professional. I don't know. It's like, like, I don't know any, like, normal girl that ever does that. It's weird. She might have she, had her own molesting things going on to, as well. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, but the sex was bad. And, you know, we had no chemistry uh, with each mm-hmm. other. And there would be a lot of times that, you know, I would just get off too quick, you know, probably because we had no chemistry. Mm-hmm. I was too quick on the trigger. And I thought I was like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? Right, you know? right, right. Mm-hmm. And she would berate me, you know, she was like, what's the point of us even having sex? Blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. This is you, but like, she's young. You're young. This is like, a, you know, people are assholes when they're younger. Yes. Big time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, damn, you know, and I was, you know, already felt bad about myself and I felt even worse. And she was doing things like, you know, I don't like the music you hear. I don't like your haircut. You know, you should change this, change. It really changed me. Um, and so 
it, you know, it was not good. Um, and then at some point, her and her family moved away from where I, where I came from. They moved to a different state. And I decided that, you know, hey, this is the only girl that will ever love me and have me. So I'm going to have an even more complicated uh, long-distance relationship. So every time that I would go back to my home country, I would spend one week in my hometown and one week at her house. Okay. Um, and then... Um, Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. One of the times that I was, um, sorry, this one is tough, um, that I was uh, home, I went out with the buddy, um, and he and I are just hanging out, you know, at a bar. Um, a lot of kids our age and kids from our school um, used to go there, uh, you know, so there's a lot of kids that graduated high school with us that we would go and meet there and all. Um, so one night, um, sorry, I don't mean to get, don't take your time. Um, so one night I was raped again. Um, okay. This is when you're like 18, 19 years old from someone, you uh, know, so no, it was not. So what happened was I woke up the next day, um, in my car on the side of the road kind of away from the city a little bit mm -hmm. um and i was uh you know i was driving my mom's kind of a minivan hybrid and i was in the back um naked uh my clothes were like very neatly folded uh next to me uh -huh. and i was like what what the fuck just happened you know and and I, and I woke up, and I could tell that, like, Something you know, had been had, inside you or something. Of course, right? Like, you could feel yeah, it. Right, and, I got it. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, like, there's no better way to put out a dry cum all over my chest and face uh -huh. and all that. So I'm like, holy crap. Um, you know, I woke up, I panicked. The sun was, you know, coming up. So I was like, no, I got to drive home. Um before my parents see me, and I need to jump in the shower. Uh, and I remember coming home, like, it's all a blur, you know, and I was like, I don't remember anything that happened. Mm -hmm. um, Let me home. ask you this, though. Were you drinking, and did you black out? Is that what happened? So, I, I think that they roofied me. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it it's really fucked up, because... All the, you know, I had some of these desires, 
I had some of these, uh, you know, thoughts about men, but, you know, waking up and saying like, okay, somebody has been inside me Mm -hmm. and holy shit. You know, I, I remember just driving home as fast as I could, parked the car in the garage before my parents woke up and I just hopped in the shower and I remember just sitting there, you know, bawling still kind of in a haze from, you know, the alcohol and uh, whatever they gave me. And because my girlfriend had reacted so badly about uh, my childhood memory, right? Um, I had, um, you know, I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Right. I'm just not going to say anything to anybody. So, uh, sorry, I, I didn't expect that I was going to get a little choked up. That's okay. Let me ask you this. Were there friends yeah. of yours at this place or were you by yourself? I mean, you had to have known people there, right? Yeah. So did you get friends, the story we, like from anybody? Like, did you go back to anyone and say, what the fuck happened to me last night? Like, I don't remember a thing. So all of my friends, um, because this was a bar that we went like on a random Wednesday or Thursday mm-hmm. that they had like a live music or something. Mm-hmm. So all my friends, either they were, uh, you know, had college classes the next day or they had to go to work. So they left relatively early around one o'clock or so. And I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm on vacation from school. I'm just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of my friends left. Um, and I stayed. And what was your so, last memory of that night? All I remember was sitting at the bar and this random dude sitting next to me and checking out girls with me and I was just talking about the girls that were that were still at this bar um, and that's it. And then you go black. Let me then ask you black. this. Like later in your life, right? Because, you know, that was a long time ago. Did you ever black out from drinking later or like were you never a blackout drinker? Because like I have to say I'm a, I was a black I was a blackout drinker. I haven't drank since I'm 34 years old. I'm 50. So, and I blacked out a lot, you know, and I'm just wondering if like you could have, I'm not to say that you still like you, you could be, you know, if you black out, you could be raped. It's just, you know, were you raped during a blackout or did they roofie you? I don't know. I'm just wondering, have you ever blacked out when you drank? Are you a drinker? No. Okay. No, you know, I drank, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I partied pretty hard Mm -hmm. in my college days, but Never got blacked out. Right. No, because normally I'm to me like because I was a blackout drinker and I blacked out thousands of times. Like to me, like you just if you're a blackout drinker, you know it. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing if you never blacked out since and that was the only time they fucking roofied you because it's not like there's no other reason for that to happen. Do you know what I mean? Unless you were. That's why I asked the question. Unless you were somebody that. Oh, you were a blackout drinker, you know, but blackout drinkers to me, I think because I was one, it's just like, it doesn't, it's not a one-time thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. You would have blacked out many times since. So if you've never blacked out, no matter how much you've drank since, then they fucking, that guy probably at the bar roofied you for sure. And, you know, um, when I woke up, um, they're, you know, naked Mm -hmm. on a completely haze. There was a handwritten note that said, you were the best sissy fuck we've ever had. We? Oh, my God. That's fucked up. And so I started panicking because I'm like, 
okay, not only something happened, but it was we. And I was like, and why are they saying that I was a sissy fuck? You yep. know, mm-hmm. what does that mean? I'm like, I was like, did I, you know, tell somebody or did I, you know, just, you know, I, I, I did not know what happened. I was like, you know, yeah, yeah. I just said something that I like to dress, you know? So that really, uh, you know, fucked me up. Um, I think I stayed like in the shower for over an hour, just sitting there, uh, really cleaning up myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, and you chose to tell nobody about that. No. Okay. I, I told nobody, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I had tasted myself before, so I could tell that there was something in my mouth and I'd literally put a soap bar in my mouth, just trying to get the taste out of my mouth because right. it, it was that bad. Right. So, for the next like yeah that's hardcore day or so yeah it, yeah for the next day or so i slept for most of the time most of the time mm-hmm. um my friends were like hey you know you're gonna go out now you know do you want to hang out now my parents were like hey why are you going to bed so you just stay late i'm like i'm just tired and i was you know Isn't it so scary? Because I know that you're a parent. I'm a parent, too, that like these things could be happening to your child and your child doesn't tell you like from all those things that happened to you when you were really little to that time. And like your parents had no idea what was going on with their child. Like it's scary as a parent to think that, you know, your kid could be going through shit like that. You know what I mean? And not tell you. Right. So your parents are like, why the fuck are you sleeping all the time? You know, and they don't realize that you just went through the most horrifying situation of your life. Yeah, and here's the kicker. My mom is a child psychologist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kicker. But but it is, you know, it is scary, you know, because I know, you know, what I felt, how I felt. Um, and you felt like you yeah. had nobody, nobody that you could tell. Did you ever, do you know, like, because I know that you said your memories came back and you did have been in counseling a lot. Do you know if you ever did tell anybody when you were little? Um, no, I have no recollection of ever telling anybody that. Right. And then let me ask you this. Over through the years, right? Did you ever tell your parents that that stuff happened to you when you were little or do they still not know? They still don't know. Okay. Um, I'm an only child mm-hmm. and... My parents are one of those that, you know, if something happened to me, mm-hmm. they would feel they were, they failed as parents. Right. I know that's like a, listen, that would be a very, especially because yeah. it was secret for so long. I mean, that's just, that's a loaded fucking conversation. Like, you know, maybe like why go there with them if you don't have to, you know what I mean? You're dealing with it on yeah. your own, like telling them, I don't know, like, listen, if you needed to and you felt like you wanted to and, you know, like I would totally be like I you should do it you know but if you don't it's like I could see that angle too I think in this situation it's like whatever you sort of think is best you know yeah and you know every time that I tell my story um in my biggest fear is people not believing me so every single counselor that I've ever been to uh, when I tell the story, they look at me and they start talking, asking questions. And then I don't realize it, but 
two of them have, have told me that I've asked them multiple times, like, you do know I'm not lying, right? And mm-hmm. they look at me and they said, like, trust me, I can tell that you're not lying because you're flushed. You're, right, you're having a phys- you have a physical reaction when you tell the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I can talk about it without um, getting too choked up mm-hmm. or getting. But even right now, I'm a little fidgety just right. because yeah. it's it, it's really fucked up. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that happened. It was right. It was summer here in the U.S. You know, winter down there. So I right shortly after I came back here um, for the for the fall semester. And, you know, I just started uh, drinking more. Um, never got passed out drunk, but I was drinking quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and again, not telling anybody. Um, still trying to beg for that one girl to love me the way that I needed. Well, oh God, you're Um, still in that bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you got to a point that I was just like, it's not that I forgot about it, but I, you know, I just kept myself busy. Um, and just would not, you know, think about it. There'll be moments that I would, you know, have, nightmares about it right um and you know i i would have um i think it probably about three months afterwards i had a few flashbacks no faces i could hear the voice of you know one of the one of the guys um and then you know it was like okay it was at least two guys and there was also a woman involved oh really Um, yeah. So keep in mind that this city that or town that I lived in had no more than 150,000 people living there. So it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were my parents were known. You know, I was known. The newspaper made a you know a pretty decent deal. Like, hey, you know that I'm coming back uh, for summer break, and you know I'm gonna have a get together with my friends, and they would put in the freaking newspaper. They would come out take pictures just to show, like, hey, there's a party going on. So it was, I was kind of a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, you know, I don't know what happened. Is it because I am known or somebody that knows me? You know, I don't know. So I was coming back um, for Christmas, and that girlfriend of mine, um, that's when the mindfuck really got amped up. Um, she went to pick me up at the airport with my mom that was two hours away from, from my house. And she's like, I'm so happy to see you. I love you. And then we had dinner with my parents. She was spending the night in my bedroom. We have sex. And then she's like, you know, think you and I need to take a break. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, we're too young. Uh, we don't know if you and I are meant to be. So I think that we should just, you know, take a break. And if we're meant to be, we're, we're going to find each other again. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, I'm like sitting on my bed, butt naked. So is she. And she's just talking. She's like, you know, I think it would be better. You know, we may get some different experiences. 
And I'm like, so it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. You're going to go home? She goes, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Um, we are going to uh, take a break when you're about to leave to go back to the U.S. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And she was like, you will be um, my boyfriend up until you leave. So we're still going to hang out. And I'm like, so for three weeks, we're going to pretend nothing. This is not happening. She goes, yeah, let's just enjoy it. And in my mind, I'm like in a panic. I'm like, the only person that will ever love me and accept me and take me wants to dump me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, we wake up. She goes, hey, I want to watch a movie with you. And I'm like, really? You want to watch a fucking movie after you just dropped this bomb on me? Yeah, but this is like, I mean, I don't know like if something's going to come of this story, but this like relationship, because you're married now, right? I don't know how many yes. women you were with after her. Did you meet your wife after her? Yes, I did. Because like totally this, this kind of relationship like is very common uh, the like the dynamics right but I, I and i know that one person kind of looks very much like the victim and the other person very much looks like the fucking perpetrator and the bad one but both people on some level are they're extremely dysfunctional and they're both you know playing into it you know what i'm saying yeah. like there's a reason why you were with that girl she wasn't tying you up to be there you know and all yeah. those fucked up things that happened to you you know made that was like the only person you thought you deserved right it's like a deserving thing when you have low Mm self-esteem right and you torture yourself and i've been there done that so that's how i know you know so like that kind of stuff you have to for her what excuse me i would do everything for her of course because you were just trying to get her to love you but that was like something it wasn't about her it was about something in you you know what i mean that you were lacking and so and she was just playing a part and she was fucked up too you know and you had this whole long relationship and like you were super young that's what happened how did you meet your wife and what was she like so um i met my wife i would say what was it maybe two years afterwards okay um was she like hard to get or anything or was she just like super different than this girl she she was different um you know we were at a party and you know on campus and all the girls are super dressed up um and she's just there you know uh you know I went to school in the South in a big school, so college football is a big deal. It was a football weekend. She's just in, a, in jeans and T-shirt and a flip and flip-flops. And I was like, wow, she's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of started talking, and she started, you know, playing hard to get. Um, and that was the first relationship that I had um, after uh, this bad one where um, – where I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is it. Because all the ones before um, were just, you know, I just need to get off somehow. I dated a girl that we had nothing in common other than just sex. Right, um, and okay. She, you know, being with her was good because she kind of got out some of my uh, kinkiness, uh, you know. And the some first of my, girl or your wife? Uh, the this girl after the first girl. Oh, okay, right, right, right. The ones that was just for sex. Yeah, and you know, she would, um, you know, 
with her because it was just strictly sex and she was a freaking bad. I told her, I was like, Hey, you know, I like ass play and she would do it. And then, you know, I was like, Hey, let me try on your panties. And she's like, okay, cool. So like we did some role playing. She did me with the, with, you know, with the dildo strap on before. Mm-hmm. So I got to live some of that. Um, At this but, point, had you fooled around with guys yet? Like willingly, no. like, you know, okay. No, I didn't. Okay. But you were still and, like horny for them and watching porn and like having those fantasies and everything. You were able to get back to that. Um, not as much. Okay. Because right as that first girl broke up with me, mm-hmm. I, you know, the night that, you know, I, I took her home um, and then I went to a party. Mm-hmm. That it was right before New Year's. None of my friends are in town. I was like, this party's close to home. I can walk from my house. I'm just going to go and I'm going to get completely fucked up. So that's what I did. And on the way back, um, I am literally, it's a house that I've always walked by many times, you know, all throughout middle school and high school. Um, I went to take a leak right outside this house. There was a broken um, uh, light bulb in the in the post uh, out on the street. So I'm peeing against the fence, uh, and this guy opens the door, and I recognize the voice. I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's the guy from my flashback." Mm-hmm. So, long story short, those guys knew who I was. They knew who my parents were, um, and they were druggies, drunks, and this time then I got raped again, uh, and I was just drunk, how, but I was how, not. how, how, you're outside peeing, do they say come into the house? The guy just came in, and he put his arm around me, mm-hmm. and I, I froze, he just brought me in. Right, but this time and you're not blacked out, you remember everything. I remember everything. Okay. How many um, people were there? There were three guys uh-huh. and this one guy's wife. Okay. Um, come to find out that, you know, they knew who I was. Uh, like they knew a lot of who a lot of my friends were. They were older, but like I said, small town. Um, and as we were at the bar that one night, he saw her checking out. And so he got pissed off and decided to take revenge on her by raping me. Okay. So this night I'm wide awake. Um, they said, you know, we know where you live. They described, you know, my house. Um, and they're like, you know, we know what, you know, you're just three blocks away from here. Um, and so this one was a little bit more, violent um i you know remember everything and right that night when i was at a party drinking and now i'm single i had said to myself you know what i'm single i'm gonna go to a different country here in a couple of days i'm gonna start fooling around with guys you know what do i have to lose i have nothing i'm just gonna see that's really what i want mm-hmm. so so this happened and I was just like, no, no, I, I don't like guys. I do not like 
uh, then I stopped watching everything. And that stayed repressed, those desires, for so many years, even with the with the girlfriend just for sex when we would fool around. Right. Even um, how long into your marriage did it stay repressed? Um, we were almost married for 10 years when I finally in counseling, I looked at my counselor and I said, I think I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. And, and I had already told her, you know, I was like, Hey, I like to dress up sometimes. Uh, but you know, it's just a fetish. And then, think a month or two later I said you know I am bisexual um, and I'm, I'm also a crossdresser and that is okay I'm still me I'm still um, you know a dad a husband um, and it's okay and she said yeah it is come to find out that she was also uh, she was a lesbian and I didn't know but she's like, yeah, she's like, as we started talking in the beginning, I knew that all these things you're saying, but you had to come to that realization yourself. Right. And then I, I did a lot of like, you know, DBT therapy just to try to let go of some of the, some of the trauma. And my wife knows that I, that I was raped. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she also has uh, sexual violence history. So she knows all that. Uh, and she knew that I was going to counseling. Um, Does she know lately, about the younger stuff too? Because you were like, I mean, you have a lot of history there. Like you have the stuff when you were older, but you also have the stuff when you were like really young. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was something that, you know, with her, like seriously, when I met her, I was just said, okay, you know, she's the one. I'm probably going to marry this girl. Yeah. And um, it, it was easy to tell her. And I got a totally different reaction than I did from the other girl. I would, ho- just, I would hope so. <laughs> she just hugged me and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you went through this. Right. Um, you know, and at some point, like I said, that the cross-dressing, she may or may not know. At some point, um, when her and I were dating, I was like, hey, you know what? All those desires and stuff, that's just because I was horny. Now I have a girl, we're having good sex, and yeah, I'm, I don't like guys, I don't like to dress up. And then she is on my computer typing a paper, and I still had my ex on the old Yahoo Messenger, rest in peace. And she pops up and says, hey, can you talk? And my now wife says, hey, you know, Lee's not here, but this is his girlfriend. And this ex of mine goes, oh, did he tell you that he likes to dress like a slut and take it up the ass? And like, I am just watching TV on my bed. Yeah. And she's like, um, your ex just said something here. And I'm like, what did she say? And at that point I just jumped up and I'm still looking at it. Right. And I'm panicking. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, you know, I love you. And she's like, okay, what is it? And I told her, I said, you know, what I thought at the time, I was like, I have a fetish. You know, I do like to, some may no play, and I also like to wear women's clothes. She said, okay. And so she's like, I love you. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm so sorry. She's like, no, I love you. And then she said, hey, you can wear some of my stuff. 
I'm like, really? She goes, yes, you can. And she's like, and I'll play with your butt. I was like, wow, seriously? She's like, yeah. She's like, it, it's okay. So, you know, for a few months, you know, I would, she knew that I would be, you know, wearing her panties or she would come to, to, to my place. Um, and she would, you know, open my bedroom door and, you know, I would be wearing something of hers and she was cool with it. You know, she wasn't like super into it, but she wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. What are you doing? Right. She was doing it for so, you. She knew that this was something that you liked and she wanted to right. keep you happy. Right. So smart. she got pregnant as we were engaged and then that freedom that I had of, Hey, this is who I am. And it's cool. She likes it. All the bullshit that society tells you that men need, men need to be men. They need to be very manly and masculine. I went on a shame spiral um, of no, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to marry this girl. How can a dad be wearing it, wearing a thong or, you know, Oh, it was your own thing. It wasn't like she changed. You did. I did. You got freaked out about it again. So I got, you know, in the shame spiral and I repressed it for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, after my son was born, she had, you know, postpartum, we were not, uh, you know, very sexually active. You know, he was waking up every three hours and all that kind of stuff. And then those desires came back. So instead of just telling her about it, I still had that shame. I started just getting along, uh, chat rooms, um, exchanging pictures of me with people and not with the intent of like cheating, just with the intent of, you know, getting some satisfaction while not doing something with her and in front of her that I thought was shameful. So um, it was like, cause I was going to say like, because she was cool with you wearing her clothes. She was cool with like ass play. Like you could have probably got her to start fucking you in the ass. Like why didn't you go back to her doing all that stuff with you was there some sort of like you didn't want to feel that shame again so keeping it sort of as a secret life made you feel less shameful yeah that's that's it. that's exactly it i just thought it was like you know i'm a, i'm her husband i'm i'm a dad like how can i be doing this right 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 i th- i could totally see how someone would compart- yeah. see things that way would compartmentalize it that way and it would feel different if you did it over there as opposed to in reality in your life, you know, because then you would have to really accept that that stuff was really real. Right. And maybe you just yeah. not, you're, you're obviously weren't ready to sort of be you and that part, you know, to sort of integrate both of those parts of yourself together. Yeah. And you know, so that went on for, I think two or three years mm-hmm. until one day um, I left my computer logged into this email account that I had created. Oh, no. Um, and she found it. No um, way. What did she find? Yes. She saw me corresponding with people, sending pictures. Guys? Of guys and women. Oh, um, pictures of and what? You and outfits? Me and outfits, just me, you know, jerking off, spreading my cheeks, um, you know, 
shit like that, but never showing my face. Yeah, okay. Um, so she's like, I'm leaving you, blah, blah, blah. I talked to her and, you know, I remember just, she caught me and then she was like, your ass is gone. Your ass is out of here. And I flew home. Um, I don't even know how I didn't get a ticket that day. And, you know, I was like, I'm so sorry. And as she calmed down, she goes, are you addicted to porn? And when she said that, I was like, shit, that makes sense. Right. And I was like, I think I am. Mm-hmm. So we had like a backpack where we had some of my outfits, some of our toys. And she's like, I want that backpack just gone. Toss it. And, you know, she's like, you cannot look at porn and all sorts of shit. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you're right. You know, I'm addicted. I need to take care of it. But I couldn't get, make myself get rid of the backpack. So things were okay for about a year or so. And then those desires came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they came back, I was I had a job that I could travel some. So I started buying some clothes um, for me, either online with store pickup or going to a Walmart or Target pretending that I'm shopping for my wife. Yeah. Um, and I would go in a hotel room and, you know, stay dressed up the whole time, uh, take some of those toys that we had that I never tossed it and, you know, play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started um, getting online and, you know, chatting with people. Um, so today... Uh, after many years of counseling, I realized that, no, that's not an addiction. That's an outlet that I have to to be myself mm-hmm. and an outlet that I have to not um, act on it in a way that could, you know, jeopardize my relationship, my relationship even more than what it could be right. once I tell her. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I've had two or three therapists confirm that I was like, am I crazy for feeling that way? They're like, no, you're right. So um, so today, that's what I do. Um, that backpack of stuff is still here. Um, I bought a bunch of different outfits that I keep in a compartment under the backseat of my truck. Um, when I'm alone at home and I have some time. I dress up sometimes sexually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just do it um, to walk around. Um, I still see a counselor every week. My wife thinks it's just me trying to uh, work on myself um, and try to become a better husband. And it is. That's part of it, too. Um, but part of it, too, is just talking about things that I can do to make her feel more confident in us and in herself that she's until she's ready for me to say, look, this is the deal. I love you. I'm attracted to you. You didn't do any of this. This is me. And no, we didn't, we did not live a lie for so many years because that's still who I am. I am still the person that you married. This has been with me for most of our marriage, I was just afraid of, you know, putting it out there. And, you know, it's, 
it's interesting because she's super open-minded, you know, with, you know, same sex marriage and shit like that. Like she is very much, you know, waving the rainbow flag. She's like, love is love. Um, and she knows that that's kind of my cause, my social cause that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And she has told me some things before, like, uh, she, you know, I think it was two years ago. She's like, you know, early on, I thought that maybe you were gay or bi and you just didn't know. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, why? She's like, just because, you know, you're so passionate about defending LGBT rights. So, but now I get it. You were confused. Your family very, you know, ass backwards and you were afraid. And for a moment, you felt like you were part of that community, even though you're not. And I was like, oh my gosh, I so want to tell her, so want to tell her, so want to tell her. But she was, she was not ready. She's still not ready. She yeah, but is. I, I don't know that it's her. It might still be you because she allowed you, okay? She was cool with you dressing up in clothes. She was cool with ass play. She thought maybe you were bi. She's super open-minded. You were the one that put an end to, like you had sort of opened the can of worms with her, right? Like she, you know, she knew, like you were dressing up in her clothes and she knew you liked ah, like to get fucked in the ass. Like, you know, you, you were like almost there, right? To tell yeah. her everything. I mean, she basically knew it. You're the one that stopped it. You could always go back to that. And from there you could go further, right? Um, because she had that thought before, you know, but I don't, why have you never sort of started to engage again in the cross dressing and the ass play with her? Um, really it's fear because when she caught me that time, she associated, um, you know, my dressing, my outfits, our backpack with toys and stuff with my quote-unquote porn addiction. So I have right, a fear Right, but the only reason saying, why she thought it was an addiction is because you were trying to suppress it and it had no place right. to go, but cause, but it was there. You know what I mean? You, But yeah. you were the one that did it. She didn't suppress it in you. You did. She was letting you be who you wanted to be, and she was cool with it. You were the one that stopped it. And so then, of course, when it came out later, all this stuff, she sees it because in her mind, she doesn't understand like you didn't you didn't come back to her with all that stuff. She had been okay with it. Right. So it's confusing to her. I could see why she saw a different story, you know, because before you 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 allowed like she allowed you to cross dress and do all that stuff. And then you stopped it. So she's thinking that's not there. And then she's thinking you're doing it all secretive because it must be an addiction now like you know and it gets so complicated but it was really because you weren't ready to really sort of be that person in your marriage and you couldn't sort of you know come face to face with that part of yourself so you had to keep it in a corner right and and you know so i could see why she's confused but really the it's you know you it, it seems like it's more uh an issue of you being ready you know, uh, I think you may have my counselor on speed dial because she had said that to me too. <laughs> right. She said, she's like, you know, there's like, I'm not going to deny just some of the things you said. Probably your wife may not be fully ready. 
Um, she's like, because she does have self-esteem issues. She became a bigger girl throughout the years, which as I was discovering myself, I was like, hey, I actually do like bigger girls. And to me, she's the sexiest she's ever been. Right, right. Like you and like it, like, uh-huh. But she doesn't feel good like, about it. She's like, no, I'm a whale. And I'm like, no, you're sexy. And then she says things like, oh, you're just a, you're just into fat chicks. You're just a chubby chaser. So what, that's that nothing wrong with that. If that's what you like no. and that's what she is. But the the way that she puts herself down, it's almost she says those things and she's waiting to hear. And if I confirm it, I know her well enough that she's going to say, see, she's going to tell herself, see, she does think you're a whale. So if you confirm what? Oh, that you're a chubby chaser? You've never said yes. that you are? No. Because that's something that I never realized. I was like, hey, you know what? You know what? Most of the girls that I've been with were kind of. But you don't have girls. to but you don't have to be like that's what I just you could just be like I like all kinds of things and I like like you don't have to be like I'm just a chubby chaser and that's all I like and th- that means you're fat like you could just say like I like you when you're skinny but I think you're fucking hot now too like I like this too like it doesn't have to be yeah. you know but listen her mental issue with like how she feels about herself like you know self-esteem is called self-esteem because it comes from yourself right there's nothing you could yep. say or do to change her and how she feels feels about herself but it seems that the way it seems like she was very accepting of who you were straight from the beginning and and she was very cool with you okay with all your shit you let your freak flag fly and she was like she hopped on board and like you said you don't even think that she was that into it but she did it for you so she might have her own issues but i don't think that it gets in the way of you being you with her i think you get in the way of you being you and her, you know, I think you waiting for her self-esteem to change, like self-esteem can be changed. I believe that I changed mine. It took a lot of fucking therapy and a lot of hard work, but it it does happen. But it's like, you know, you could be waiting forever for that to happen with her. Like, I, I don't think you need anything to happen with her. You need to be ready and then you need to fucking do it. Do you know what I mean? No. And you know, Again, I think here are my counselor are like best friends because um, she has said things like that to me, um, you know, and there are times that I'm like, OK, I think she'll be cool with it. And then there are times like that. I would say that over the last few years, she has become a little bit more vanilla in bed. She um, might be less interested. How old is she? She's 33. OK. And so maybe she's um, it's maybe she's more vanilla because is that like did it coincide with when she started to gain weight and not feel good about her body? Yeah, and also when she became a mom. Yeah, um, that's shit fucks you with your head. So uh, one time last year, her and I had were at home, just hanging out, having a few drinks, and we're in bed, and I just got done going, you know, going down on her, and then I was like, hey. Will you finger my ass? And she looked at me and she was like, why? And I'm like, like, because it feels good. I was like, for a guy, that's like a freaking G spot. And she was like, no, I can't. And I was like, why? We've done it before. And she's like, no, I, I just can't. And I, and I was like, shit, if I keep insisting, I'm going to kill the mood. I need to get my rocks off. Yeah. So there's like little things like that, that set me back. And you're right. I think that most of it is me having to be ready um, because at some point, like you said, 
Listen, she Excuse might be me? a little like that whole finding your all those emails and all that stuff that might have like, you know, sort of made this whole issue if it came up like a little bit more complicated. Right. Than if that didn't mm-hmm. all happen. But I really believe because she was the person that accepted it at some point, you could get back to that. I'm not saying it's not going to be a messy road to her accepting it. It might be a little bit uncomfortable and not cool at first because there was that time that she found out. And like when she, what she found out, it was like, it was more like a lot of times that's like, there's a lot of layers to that situation of her finding out. It's not just what she found out that you were doing because she knew you were into that stuff. It's the deceit. It's the lying. It's the, you know, your, it's her trust for you. Like, you know, she had to, deal with a lot of that stuff, you know, so that could really fuck somebody up, you know? So, uh, you know, you, if you bring all that stuff back up again, it could, you know, trigger her all the, you know, it could trigger her feelings for the the time that she found out you were doing that stuff behind her back. She has it attached to, you know, some fucking addiction and a negative thing. You know, it became this negative thing. Whereas before that, when you brought it up and you guys were cool with each other, it was okay. But I have to say you took it in that negative direction because because you made it a secret because you were too afraid, right? You made it oh, yeah. that you made it I, that oh, shameful that. thing. Yeah. So you'd have to but I do believe you could work with your wife to get through that. I think at first it might not be like it's not the movies I always say like it's not like you're going to say and she's going to be like cool where's the dildo I want to fuck you in the ass and here's some clothes like you know I I think you might have to work through some stuff but I think because she was cool about it and she's like I really and you've been with her for a long time like I think that she could get to that place again you know I I really hope so and you know I've talked to my counselor before and she was like you know so what so like, what would be your ideal scenario I'm like well my ideal scenario would be that i would tell her she will process it and she would say well then maybe let's have a three-way or let's you know let's have an open marriage so you can have a boyfriend well let me because- ask you this because i was been meaning to ask you this okay we've only yeah. know about like i know that you're jerking off to gay porn i know that you've been with men but it was always like not willingly like right you weren't a willing mm-hmm. participant like you had really bad experiences with him have you ever yeah. been with a guy in no. a regular situation no you never have no and you know people that i meet online mm-hmm. i probably would have had the opportunity to just go and maybe just jerk off but because i'm so closeted and i have this fear of being outed I am so freaking careful, borderline paranoid, that I passed up on opportunities to, to do that. Um, you know. Yeah. And- well, let me just tell you. I, I think you need to. I don't think it's like a good thing to go out and experiment with guys before you clear things up with your wife. Because yeah, I, I just think with your history and the stuff that has happened, like. I I think you need to I think if you're going to do that at some point in your life and I think you're super young, you feel old, but you're young, right? You're only 36. You have a a long life ahead of you. You should be being you to the fucking hundredth power, right? Which means this other part of you should be a part of you, right? For real. Yeah. But I think that, you know, you if you ever go there with guys, I think you need support and it needs to not have any shame in it. 
and it needs to be done in the rightest way because if yeah. anything is attached to it that's wrong or not you know it's going to trigger all that other stuff and i just think you can't do it that way do you know what i mean if yeah. you really want to come to terms with your bisexuality and have it be a positive experience you need to do it in the most positive way and i think you have to do it with your wife being on board but i don't think that you start there i don't think you could sit down with your wife and tell her i like guys and i want to have a threesome right i think yeah. you start slowly and you know you start with the maybe the cross dressing and the anal play and you get back to where you were a long time ago because that's the road to letting her know that you are bi right and yeah. then and then you know you could maybe talk about having somebody cut you know what i mean like you may be able to have all that stuff that you want but i yeah, don't no. think going and doing it behind her back is is the right way to do it yeah and, and that's why um i get my satisfaction you know skyping with people or you know go on kick messenger um right just because you know hey i get to show off i get to you know have some fun um and, and i just don't know like safe. i mean like what's gonna happen like i don't know because of like what's happened to you in the past with guys you know like I don't know, like, you don't know what's, like I said, what's going to be triggered in you, what kind of memory, you know, when you're actually with a guy. So I think, like, if you got your wife on board on some level, like, yeah, you know, you could go into a situation like that, like, very slowly and with some help and maybe some support, you know, and that could be really good for you, you know, or, you know, you got to keep it as this side thing and maybe a fantasy but uh, like your therapist asked you, what's your ideal situation? Like you want to be out, right? Yeah, totally. You feel like it's the time? Um, I don't know if it's the time now, but I think it's getting close for right. sure. Do you um, feel that like you just really want to be with a guy like for real and take control of that and, and, and do it the way, you know, like be in charge of that, right? Because like, listen, you've absolutely. had these desires, but it was always like sort of you weren't in charge and it wasn't a good experience and you were like fucking raped, right? Like, but like you could take that back by having that experience with a man and being, you know, like I said, actually interested, willing, right? Participant. And yeah. they could really rewrite that story for you because it's sad that you have never had that experience, right? Yeah. No, and, and that's exactly it, you know, and throughout this whole process of getting to know me, I became confident in myself. I have a dad bod, okay, and I rock you. And yeah. I don't, I don't care if people like it or not. I yeah, feel but good listen, about I, I'm sorry. I, you could say whatever you want, but the, a girl's bodies and how they feel about it—it's a lot harder for a girl to accept her fucking mom bod than a guy. Okay, yes. and the only way I could explain it to you is: Did you ever get fired from a job and lose all your fucking money? No, I never have. Okay, but, but imagine that happened to you. How would that feel? Would you feel confident? 
No, not at all. But what if your wife told you, don't worry about it. I don't care that you don't have money. You probably would feel like a fucking asshole because you want to know why? It's just a society thing. Like I always say, like a girl that like lost her looks or doesn't feel good about her body is like a guy that lost his job and has no fucking money. It's and like a girl doesn't doesn't understand why a guy like she still love a guy if he's jobless, but a guy doesn't fucking love himself. The same thing with the girl is she's fat because society tells women like you are your beauty. That is your worth. Yeah. A guy society Society tells men your worth is your fucking wallet, okay, and your job, right? And so yep. you cannot say you rocking your body. Yeah, it's, uh, tons of guys rock their man bodies. That's why you see fucking tens walking around with sixes, okay? It's most guys have bad bodies, okay? So, <laughs> and they all fucking accept it. There's, I mean, like that's not work on your self esteem. That's just because you're a fucking guy, okay? Your wife feeling better about being overweight is a lot harder harder of a thing to do for her because it's society. Do you understand? So yeah, no, and yeah. I recognize that. And yeah. you know, where I was going with that is, you know, I got to a point that I feel so comfortable in my own skin Yeah, mm-hmm. that you would kind of be a turn on to have a threesome where me and the other guy do her. And then the guy does me right. while I'm doing something with her. You know, was she freaky that like that? Like before she she like went down this other path and like she became a mom and she gained the weight and stuff. Was she freaky? Like did you like take away that your thoughts of her now? Like before all that stuff happened, and she became vanilla. Was she somebody that you think would have been into that? Um, honestly, I am not sure. You know, right. she would do things. She was you know a little bit more risky things, like we would have sex at my job when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, you know, stores closing and we'll just go in the back room and screw, um, you know, she would, she would, she would do anal. She loved to swallow and all kinds of shit. And she liked a little bit, a little bit being tied up and blindfolded and all sorts right, of so shit. She definitely wasn't vanilla and she was kind of freaky and she was into, she yeah. was open-minded like you said. And now, you know, She's not, she she doesn't have that anymore. So for sure, like you said, it'll have to be something very slow. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll we'll see. You know, if we get there. But you you gave the per, the best analogy that I can understand about the whole girl's body is uh, like the guy losing his all his money. Yeah. That's you definitely helped me just to understand that piece. <laughs> It's true, though. And like, I always like, you know what I mean? It's the same. And it's like, it's so feel for the guys that have lost jobs. Like, you know, it's a lot of industries are going down. A lot of men are losing their fucking jobs because, you know, it's like it's the same thing um, for man. But that's a woman like, you know, that gave me. So that's why it's so hard for her. It doesn't matter what you say, you know, because like I said, women's self-worth it does come from that kind of stuff so you know maybe like instead of because maybe she's never going to be able like as much as you're a chubby chaser maybe she's just never going to feel happy until she loses that weight so you know maybe if you stopped accepting your dad body and got like into being like healthy and losing weight maybe you guys could do that kind of stuff together and that could help her lose the weight right but you you have to do that by example right because if you started bringing home like rice cakes for her which actually aren't like not fattening like you want to cut the carbs but like you know that would be she would be fucking insulted like that's not what you want to do what you want to do is you want to 
first of all, you shouldn't accept your dad body. If it's like it does, I don't understand that guys don't care about their bodies. They should, right? So if you started taking better care of yourself and said, you know what, I want to lose like fucking 10 pounds, right? And st- went on keto or just cut your carbs and started working out, walking. You know, it's more food though. You're going to gain, you're going to lose weight by changing the way you fucking eat, right? Um, right. And, and drink. You know, she would follow suit maybe, right? And that would be a really good way. And once she got skinny, she'd be fucking horny again. Yeah, and... And that is something that I'm actually um, doing right now. You are? Yeah. Um, I started working out and doing some different things. I've offered, hey, do you want to do it with me? She's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. But just the um, food. Be- I, like I said, like, honestly, I'm just going to tell you as somebody that has always been thin and uh, in shape, I'm very into working out. But it's diet. Your body and your weight is 80% diet. 20% gym. Anybody that says, oh, I'm going to eat whatever I want and, and so I could, and then I'll, but I'll go to the gym. Like, yeah, if you're 22, that works. But when you're over right. 30 and 40, like it, that doesn't fucking work. The gym is going to, you know, tone you and, and build muscle and help you look better. But, and it does this tweaking. You have to work out really hard just to tweak your body to look good. But the real weight loss comes from changing your diet. And, you know, and that's what, she needs to do most likely she's not going through menopause getting weight for no reason you know if she gained weight all this time she was a mom she probably eat like garbage you have all that garbage in your house with kids i have a kid i know you kids like all that fucking shit in your house yeah. you know it's hard it's, it's a disin- different kind of discipline to have because you're just you know you're on the go you're eating you know it's hard to stay healthy but if you guys change the way you know if you started change your diet and did that with her maybe that would um help maybe she doesn't want to go to the gym don't worry about the gym with her just let she needs to lose some weight and i think if you changed the way you guys ate right she might jump on board and do that because some people that like i've always been a working out person i've tried to convert people and some people will just never be that type of person so but she could lose a lot of weight if she changes the way that she eats Uh, that's a that's definitely a good point um you know and really what i want is just for for her to feel happy about herself and love herself. Well, she needs uh, to then, lose weight. Yeah. That's what she needs. And, you know, I, and I want to, you're right. I think that she probably needs to be ready to hear my truth, but I also need to be ready to put it out there. You just um, need to be ready. Okay, listen, your truth, like I said, what where you want to start is the truth that she already knows. So it's not like you're dropping a bomb on her that she's like, what the fuck, okay? Th- this is, not, I'm not telling you to tell her that you have an affair. Like, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to be, mm-hmm. and I don't, you're not telling her, I want to see you get fuck another guy and I'm going to, and then I want him to fuck me after. Like, you're not starting there. Right. Right. You are literally starting with something she already knows and she already accepted. You know, I suggest look at a calendar, decide six months from now or three months from now or whatever, that this is what you're going to do. And you're going to bring start bringing that up and maybe just start having a conversation about it. You know what I mean? Ease your way into it. But it's not where you're starting is not any crazy thing. It's not like. A secret life. You really don't. Yeah. You, really, she knows. 
like I said, you muddied it up and made it a little messy and, and something taboo because you took it off the table at some point and decided to keep it there because of your issues with the shame and everything, right? Yep. Which I understand. Everyone's got their shit, right? So you go to therapy. You're doing all the right things, you know? Um, but you, so you, you have to like, so like I said, that's why I understand why she's like a little anti it and like, what the fuck? Because of that situation that happened, it made right. it confusing, but I really think you could get back to that, but it'll take a little time. I think if you want her, you, you don't have to wait for her to feel good about herself, to start talking about this stuff. But if you want to be more kinky and because this is, has to do with your sex life, you really need for her to lose the weight. She really needs it. Um, and like I said, I think you should do that by uh, just being an example, right? Like lead yeah. by example instead of telling her what to do because that might just make her feel more. You just start doing it and then she might want to hop on board, right? Yeah, no, that's that's good advice. That's definitely good advice. But like, in the meantime, um, if you have any of your listeners, oh, we're doing shoutouts. You know, this is now a new thing. I'm gonna be like the it, fucking Craigslist of, so, of no Craigslist. <laughs> so if you, uh, you know, if there's any listeners, uh, men, women, couples, around my age, or you know, older. Mm-hmm. that may want to chat, maybe exchange some pictures, maybe even like fool around on camera. Um, you know, uh, you know, you, you have my, uh, my email address. We can create no, another I want one you to something. No, I want you to give out your email address right now because I think that people are less likely to email me and have me forward it. I think that they need to uh, email you directly. You're going to get more hits that sure. way. So give out your email. So my email is hubby, H-U-B-B-Y, two, the number two, A, as in Apple, B-B-W, so hubby to a B-B-W, at yahoo.com. I'll put that in the description, too. I'm telling you, I'm like the fucking crazy. This is like a new thing. It came up by accident on another call, and like I think that guy got like tons of emails, and I, so it's really good. Um, so, okay. So if anyone's looking, so you, you're into the cross-dressing, you're into like camming, you're bisexual, you females too, right? If they're into that kind yeah. of kinky kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, and no. wait, I also want to give the shout out for you. And if any guy out there that wants to talk to you, that could give you advice, maybe on yeah. what to do in this situation because you were in this situation and you sort of like got your wife maybe into it, you know, maybe also reach out for that reason as well. Yeah, no, I totally, you know, if it's just to talk and get advice, yeah. I'm good. If there's somebody that wants, you know, to just play. wants to just wants to play, whether it's me dressed up or not, mm-hmm. whether they just want to, you know, two guys jerking off or if there's, you know, a couple screwing while I'm, you know, doing my own ass and jerking off, whatever. I'm, I'm very flexible that way. You're down. Um, Where do you do, when do you do all this shit now that you're like, like when does all this go down when your wife's not around? So I can work from home with my job sometimes. So there's sometimes, you know, that I'm able to, uh, to talk to people during the daytime when kids at school, wife is at work. 
I'm supposed to be working, but right. you know, in reality, I'm just going to be on my bed with something shoved up my ass playing. So, oh my God. okay, I just don't want you to get caught in the meantime. Is why I'm asking. Oh no, I'm like I told you. Um, yeah, we were talking on the phone before. Pure. No, but we were talking on the phone before we got on. I'm like, I was asking Lee if he had definitely an hour he's like yeah as long as my wife doesn't come home from work but i have her on like uh, fucking i don't know you had like a gps of her like you're like i know find, if she's find on my her. friends yeah find my friends so i'll know if she's left work on my way i was like oh so that's how so you really know like you have it down because the last thing you want to do and this is my whole point is like you just don't want to be caught with anything because that'll really fuck shit up and i think yeah. that you need to get your wife on board and you need to get in, a, you know, you need to bring this all up and, you know, five years from now, you need to be who you are. But with, I would like to see, like, with your wife doing, having all that you want and being all that you want and, you know, yeah, and, coming to terms with and, all of it. And, and that's what I want to. And that's why, you know, having some online fun helps me not act on it because i want to be able to look at her and you know tell her everything yeah and there's no more asks, we don't want any more shame like that was something yeah. you, to, you had a lot of shame in your life already like you don't need any more of that you know you need to like that's why i want you to come out of the closet with her in the right way not so secret because you need to not have that shame thing you know because that's the thing that has always stopped you from being you it's those yep. feelings come up and you feel not right about it. All those feelings that came up when you were really young, like you talked about how you would do it and then you'd feel so shameful. You know what I mean? And there you were like so many years later letting your true self out with your wife and you felt that shame again and you shut it down. And right. So you want to get to a place where you you're not you're not you don't have to do that. And I think that, you know, this is a good fix for now, but it's just a band aid. What you yep. you want is to fully heal and fully be able to be yourself with your wife, and uh, I think you could get there. And I think, like I, I think you should. You, you need to start that and just start the conversation. But you know, you might have to, like I said, put it on your calendar and say, "This is when I'm going to start." You know. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, you know, give yourself some time, and then mentally yeah. prepare for it. You know what I mean? You know that this is like a November. This yep. is what I'm doing. And if, and you don't need to do the whole thing. It's just you bring Like, remember when I used to like to cross dress? Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do it behind your back. Like, you know, like, I don't know something, but maybe you talk, you know, you start the conversation, but also get yep, yourself no. on a diet or that's the other thing. Remember? Yep. Absolutely. No, yep. you, you should be a therapist. You give good advice. Yeah. But you know, the thing about being a therapist is that you have to just like, remember your therapist said, Oh, I knew all that stuff, but I needed to let you wait there. I, I don't, I don't have time to let people wait. Like I'm just not patient. And I like to tell people what I think right off the bat. So that's why I do my show. I feel like I am giving therapy. And I was like, recently I was like, you know, why don't more people do anonymous therapy? Because I think that uh, people could be more real, uh, you know, when nobody knows who anybody is. Right. Uh, yeah. there's something to that, right? So I do do anonymous therapy and I love it. And, uh, and I didn't have to go to all that schooling and I don't have to wait for somebody to figure it out eight months. I do it in an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, uh, this has really been awesome. 
Good, I love it. I'm so happy. But this is like the type of story that I want to know. I want to know eventually. Please email me the date that you picked and then we're going to talk. So, uh, you know, that'll help hold you a little accountable. So I want you to pick a date, right? Uh, First of all, you gave your address. I'll put it out. People, you'll be getting emails. But I want you to pick a date on the calendar and then I want you to tell me what that date is and then I'm going to hold you accountable to that date and we're going to talk after and see what's going on and I'm going to check in with you. Okay. And, you know, if there's ever any... Uh, any of your podcasts that has an interesting subject, something I'm into it, I may just email you and say, hey, I'm into this. If you want to talk some more, we I, I can call in again because this was really fun. Awesome. No, for sure. You, I definitely want you back on because I want to hear your progress. Okay, for sure. Thanks Sounds so good. much for calling in. Thank you. Bye, Lee. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous